Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, welcome back to Brett Cliff's Flea Circus. My name is Cliff. Hello, you. Hello, I'm Brett. Hello. Uh-huh. How are you doing? Very forthright. Hello. It was swift. It was swift. very swift, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice glasses today. You've gone for the Hank Marvin look rather than the Dennis Taylor look of last week. <laughs> oh, I didn't have upside down glasses no, on, did I? I, was, I didn't was, do that. That was unfair. Don't think it, it was. It was really. unfair. <laughs> it was completely unfair. I was more John Lennon last week and this week. Um, still John Lennon. But earlier, John Lennon, when he in had different glasses. <laughs> John yeah. Lennon, but wearing different glasses. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we Early 60s. Uh, well, since we last spoke, uh, what have I been doing? I've, I've become addicted to two different separate things. Okay. First thing is championship manager. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, 01 or 02, right? Oh, which nice. I downloaded, which is why I got yeah, which is why I got up at 12 o'clock today in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> and the other one is a, a program called Naked and Afraid. Have you heard of that before? I haven't, but is it to do with, uh, oh, that's I was cold, I was naked, were you there? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> were you <but> there? <laughs> I like that song. Yeah. Oh, was it a hip? Oh, it's got yeah, a little laugh, isn't it? It did, yeah. <laughs> I know. Also, always got to be just saying, like that other one. Were, with you, the were you there? In it. <laughs> were you there? <laughs> it's an American program where the jet people, the jet, a man and a woman off um, to a jungle somewhere, um, and what they do is they strip them completely naked, which is the naked part, yeah, um, and they're just in the wild with just a machete. <laughs> And are, are, they make... afraid, are they afraid they're of their afraid. own genitalia? That what they're afraid of, the nakedness. Well, that's that's the thing, you see, and they've got to they've got to make a shelter and stuff like that, and they've got to they've got to get in the shelter, huddle up for warmth, but that they're naked. Do you know what I mean? So are that's, they a husband and wife? No. Strangers. Yeah. Yes, strangers, complete strangers. Do you yeah. hate films shows like this? Like I'm all trying I to know, get in this kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I do hate it, but I like this one. But then I've got one, well, I've got lots of problems with it. There's the naked thing. I mean, in the morning, you know as a man, you, you're going to wake up with a, a stot on, as we like to call yeah. it, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to stop that? That's, you're not going to be able to stop. 
Well, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? No, the morning bonk on. The mo- exactly. The morning wood. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, I've been watching that. I mean, uh, presumably they don't have to sleep like touching each other. Well, they, they, they're, they're very close to each other. So they huddle together for warmth. The kind of spoon, yeah, if they're cold, so it, it's unavoidable. Yeah, the fella at the but, front, there. make the fella the small spoon. <laughs> Could do that, I suppose, but they don't seem to. I was just wo- very worried for the mornings. <laughs> okay, that's what I was worried about. But yeah, we might we'll have to watch it for this because it's 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 interesting. Well, it sounds interesting. Sounds interesting. What you've been doing then? Well, what have I been doing today? I'm inside, mm-hmm. so that's different. Um, it is. I'm inside because I had to go to a neighbour's house for a shower. So I'm ready <laughs> for bed already. <laughs> <laughs> and how was how was that going to a neighbour's house for a shower? Well, did you have a wank? It's a friend. No, it's Jane's friend. So I thought I better not. Um, no, you better not. Eh? They were just outside the door as well. And um, well, and I needed to be back for this. Well, listening for how much water you used or something. That's enough. <laughs> That's quite long. Switch it off now. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's a double whammy. I've had workmen in. So, no. <laughs> more workmen. Um, Not that. So, what they've done, they need the. Anyway, it's, this is boring stuff. But I needed to reseal the bath because it's been right. leaking through the walls. Um, yeah. And I need to get it fixed before we move out of this place. So. Guy came to fix the bath and he said, 24 hours, we can't use it. Showers over the bath. So what the fuck am I going to do? So Jane uh-huh. texted her friend who lives in there just across the road. Mm-hmm. And she said, come round here for a shower. I said, great. I'll be speaking to Brett. I'll come round about 8 p.m. She said, I go to bed at 8 p.m. So you're going to have to come round before that. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to bed at 8 p.m. So presumably she doesn't play championship manager. Otherwise, yeah. that's a terrible idea, isn't it? Um, it is. So, I mean, I didn't really need a shower at six o'clock. And then also I had to try and not get sweaty yeah. on the way back. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> it would be wasted. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, yeah. so then I can't take the usual outdoor spot because mm-hmm. it's too hot. So, I'd have to, again, it'd be more than wasted. It would be a yeah. disaster. So I've had to come inside, which means we've got to do it a short amount of time. So we're in a bit of a hurry. It also means mm-hmm. that there'll be loads of noise because obviously there's a, there's a household being run behind us. So well, disaster all around. So, so be it. So I'm sorry, so if, it. sorry if there's it'll, any, it'll be nice uh, to have a bit of, no. any field noise behind us. It'll be nice. <laughs> it'll be nice if there's a little bit of background noise. That's what I see. That's what I see. Um, have you got my Twitter on you? Because your phone's better than mine, isn't it? Have I got your Twitter? Yeah, have a look on, on my Twitter, on Brett Davidson's Twitter, because it's a, a, a video I, know I want you to play from TalkSpot. You know me, <laughs> you know me name, you do, don't look you? Look up the number. I think it's a second video on there, because we we'll, we'll all know that Newcastle fans have had a bit oh, of a bad week. Do you want us to play this? It, it, they've lost their mind, yeah. haven't they? Let's yeah, they've lost their mind. Well, this, this particular fella, more so than anybody else, this is a, okay. called a talk sport. So the Saudi Arabia takeover has been cancelled because uh-huh. the Premier League just didn't tell them whether they could take it over or not. <laughs> <laughs> like, just tell them. It's stupid. It's just, uh, <laughs> we're just still waiting. Um, and, I know. I mean, I think they should be allowed to take over. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm quite glad that they haven't. 
Um, but yeah. <laughs> I think they should have been allowed to. But the the response from Newcastle fans. So we've got plenty of friends here, Newcastle fans. So I'm not not we'll them yeah. as a whole. No, try, no, we're not. But yeah. like, there's an exceptional level of like madness among Newcastle fans. That I'm sure it doesn't exist. In other clubs, no. like the I mean, it, MPs are talking about it. Like I love yeah. how the MPs can, uh, you know, they're on a tirade against uh, Mike Ashley and uh-huh. these zero-hour contracts, and they're bringing it up in the House of Lords about how can this guy run our football club? It's not the type of club we want to be. Uh-huh. I mean, Saudi Arabia's politics is there for all to see. But they seem very keen to put the Saudi Arabia deal over the line. The same MPs, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not going to get into it. But I mean, it's a little bit hypocritical, isn't it? Anyway, what, this is a Newcastle fan who it called uh, is. Sport, is it? Right, let's yeah. hear it. Let's hear it. Like Gascoigne just having them on, didn't it? <laughs> he's called Mickey Quinn to tell him he's, he didn't he underestimated him as a player. <laughs> and yeah. now twenty-five years later he's only couldn't realise that he was alright. Uh, he scored so many goals. <laughs> uh, whoever's done that, that's brilliant. Like uh, and if it's real, it's even better, I think. <laughs> it is. It's much better if it's real. I mean, I've got my doubts, but uh, but there you go. So, uh, yeah, that was funny, wasn't it? I yeah. Like that. Does that mean you've had a good week on Twitter this week? Nobody annoyed you? No, nobody's annoyed us at all. It's okay. been, yeah. It's been, it's been okay. quite good, hasn't it? We've had a lot of football fans uh, getting in touch about mm-hmm. the Escobars and stuff like that. That was good. Um, we haven't done any polls, so neither of us yep. can get annoyed about that. Um mm-hmm. But just, I'm still confused about why this guy is involving us in conversations about cult films. Um, yeah, I, mean, I know. I'm not on the face no of it. On the face of it, I'm not because that's what we're talking about. But like, yeah. but I'm not. It's not just so I can oh. get in a conversation with another random guy. <laughs> to be, I, I muted him anyway on mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what means I we both muted him. That, that's why it's yeah. getting more confusing. That I'm just yeah. getting tagged in replies about stuff that I've got no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> He's got better yeah, engagement than us, to be honest. So what is. maybe we'll do it for <laughs> well, well. That's, that, that's one of the reasons to mute him. Um, apart from, yeah, did a little R.I.P. to Wilford Brimley last night, and uh, people loved yeah. that. Heartfelt. They facts. did indeed. Yeah, they did because uh, Wilford Brimley in one of my well in my favourite film ever, the thing. I'll kill you. <laughs> that, that's him, is it? Yeah, I like. <laughs> yeah, that's him. <laughs> yeah, he's class, Wilford Brimley. So we'll, we'll all know that the the Viet Cong, right? They've constructed a vast network of tunnels. Yes. <laughs> do you ha- do you have a, a a party trick? That's what I want to know. 
Oh, it used to be that I would make myself sick voluntarily, didn't it? But, oh, yeah. Yeah, it did. You used to, oh, used to summon the sick gods, didn't you? That's what you used to call pretty, it. Dis- pretty disgusting, isn't it, when you think back? <laughs> I, I, it was a tool that you used to use so that you could drink longer, though, wasn't it? That's what it was. It was, but I did it with a, with a flourish of theatre about it. <laughs> With gusto, we did it. How <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> come? Have you? I, I, I'm quite magic, actually. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Quite. So I've, I've got various various uh, party tricks that I can call upon if, if there's any okay. small children around. Okay, what's your to, best? To sort of amaze them. Me best. Uh, probably where I take my thumb off. I think that's my favourite one. <laughs> I thought they were going to be better standard than that <laughs> no that is, that is the best uh, party trick i have okay. <laughs> it's not wrong with that is there no but i mean better, I than, you, just... better than being sick in front of small children <laughs> isn't know. it but i wouldn't describe that as being quite magic either <laughs> <laughs> watch this <laughs> Mom! I bet it would impress some little boys. Take this boy, take this man away. Take this horrible man away. <laughs> and that's how I get thrown out of every children's birthday party. Yes, it is. <laughs> you, you're like one of those clowns off uh, one of the, the things. What's it, the, the, the clown off there? Uh, oh, what's it called, man? I don't the know. gentleman guy. Oh, I've been saying the name, that one. It's the League of Gentlemen, Mr. but it's not the League Mr. of Mr. Jelly. It's something similar. Mr. Jelly, yeah. yeah not Mr. Jelly. Name. He's got like a hook. He's got a hook on his hand, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> That's <horrible>. you. <laughs> He's horrible. Although I do like him. Do you want to talk about the film that we're going to talk about? Yes, we might as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about a film called Predestination mm-hmm. uh, today which is a, a kind of science fiction sort of time travel film. Um, it's directed by two identical twins, actually. Um, oh, and the identical... Yeah, yeah, the, I've just been uh, sort of watching an interview with them. Michael and Peter Spierig, that's what okay. they're called. And what else have those done guys A couple done? of other things. They've done um, one that are... Well, two that are like... I like uh, Winchester. I don't know if you've seen that one. Uh, came um, out a couple of years like, ago, yeah, with uh, Helen Mirren, the horror film. That's, that that's that? right, yeah. yeah. And that, that was okay. I enjoyed that one. Um, and Daybreakers as well, which was okay. Uh, oh, I haven't seen Jigsaw, really which they did, because the Saw films as well went off the boil, didn't they? For me, well, for me anyway, so... I haven't seen that one. Oh, horrible. I saw yeah. the first one and I was fucking terrified. <laughs> well, the first one's all. good. Yeah, the first one's really good. Danny Glover's in it. Danny Glover is terrible in it. Really over yeah. the top bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I like the first one. The second one's okay, and then after that, I just kind of thought, well, oh, I'm not going to watch them. Okay. So um, it's starring Ethan Hawke. Um, yeah. Who's, I, th- I really like Ethan Hawke. I think he's great. Sarah Snook, who's in this as well. And Noah Taylor, who I also like, who's a British actor who's in loads of different stuff, like, uh, I think he's in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I think that was the first He's Australian, isn't he? Mr. Bond. I think he's English-Australian. I so think he's I just think Australian. He's, he's kind of, you know, both. I think he moved to England from Australia. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a brilliant film, this. It's a transgender mind-bender. That's what it is. <laughs> Is that uh, is that an official tagline? Yes. 
it certainly yeah. is. <laughs> well, I hadn't heard of it or seen it before, so uh -huh. um, I I didn't know what to expect. I trusted your judgment on it, obviously, but I wasn't sure. Um, uh -huh. You know, the time travelly thing, but it sounded good. I think I started yeah. watching it on Thursday night, so like, like that's the beginning of my weekend. So I thought I'll stick it on and uh, and have a watch of that. And I thought. I loved it. I would, yeah, great. It whistled by, uh -huh. perfect. If ninety-minute film, yeah. praise be. Let's make all film <laughs> Praise <90 minute>. be. <laughs> um, Lesson is the fruit. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, some absolute classics. I don't mind that they're longer, but really, if a film can't wrap itself up in ninety minutes, uh, I'm normally quite bored of them. And I think this, if this went on any longer, it would have outstayed its welcome. But. Like it was the perfect length, I think, for what it was because it, it, mm. it, it's really neat um, how it yeah. unravels and ties itself up. Uh, it's really good. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Ethan Hawke's an actor that um, sometimes I think he's great and sometimes I'm just not sure about him being in a film. It doesn't mean I'd, oh, I'll definitely watch that film or whatever. Like it doesn't. He's not an actor that, that draws me in to, to make sure I watch a film. Sarah Snook, I hadn't really heard of her. But no, she's me neither. In the, in this she's amazing, I've absolutely amazing. I, didn't, I don't yeah. think I'd ever seen her before, no, but uh, she's like absolutely superb. Well, she plays mm -hmm. two parts, really, I guess. Um, yes, she it, does, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And Noah Taylor is only in it for a little bit, but again, I really like him. Uh, yeah. He came. He rose to fame with... The Shine, as his Australian film. Apparently, he was born in England, uh -huh. but then grew up in Australia. So, right, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Shine. He's in Picky Blinders and stuff like that as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, the, the, he's the Italian mobster in Picky Blinders, isn't he? This film was based on a short story, wasn't it, um, by Robert A. A. Heinlein, who also <laughs> did Starship Troopers as well. Uh, Starship Troopers is <laughs> brilliant film. I love Starship Troopers, so much. <laughs> yeah. Should be called American Nazis, really, shouldn't it? Starship Troopers. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the short stories uh, called All You Zombies, and that's what this film's based on. Like I say, I, I, I watched this film first time. I watched it probably when it, it came out or just after it came out. Might have been a year after it came out or something when like that. From so maybe it was about five years ago. 2014, yeah. Um, and since I've, I bought it on, uh, on Blu ray, so I've I think this is probably the about the third or fourth time that I've watched it. Okay, uh, that's interesting. It with, yeah, I watched it with my son recently, which I generally do, um, because he's right into his films and stuff like that. And he loved it as well. He thought it was amazing. It's a type of film that you, you kind of you still think about after you've watched it, don't you? Yeah, and it's, it's also got that rewatchability yeah. where, where you, you know, there's there's bits <laughs> that you get. You're never be going to sort of miss, and you, you do because obviously yeah. it's quite complex the Fulham and yeah. the way it works. Yeah, so. that's why I'm, I'm interested to hear what you think. Having watched it more than once, it starts with a, a guy trying try to defuse defuse the bomb. So there's a there's a, a a guy trying to defuse the bomb, and he gets sort of interrupted while he's trying to do that by someone that you don't see. You, mm. you don't actually see the guy defusing the bomb either and the guy tries to get the bomb and defuse it and before he can actually do that it goes off and it, it sort of sets him on fire and burns him terribly yeah um, 
then you see somebody else what, who, again, you don't see their face or anything, so you don't know who they are. Um, the person that's been burned, a sort of device, which looks like a violin case, yep. and he sets it, and it sort of shoots him off into the future, teleports yep. him into the future. So you realise it's time travel going on. Um, and what happens is he wakes up in a bed, basically, with bandages all around him and stuff like that, because he's been burnt. Yeah, um, and they say, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we've had to reconstruct your face, you're going to look a little bit different than you did before, you'll have to get mm-hmm. used to it. Um, and then there's, um, <clears throat> takes the bandages off, and it's Ethan Hawke, now yep. with the face of Ethan Hawke. Uh-huh. Could f- fast forward uh, an amount of time, and he's back to normal, pretty much, and the doctors are yep. saying, well, actually, he's got some signs of psychosis, Etc. Etc. There's a lot of trauma. Um, uh-huh. We don't think he's ready to go back to work. But then he passes whatever tests he needs to pass, and he's passed fit for work, and he's got a new job. And it turns out his job is that he's a temporal agent, and yep. he goes back in time to uh, solve crimes before they've happened, or stop crimes from ever happening. That's the that's idea right. of what that's he does. Right. And the that's violin right. case is a time travel device. So mm-hmm. instead, like a little number lock thing, it is instead of having a lock code, you set that for the yeah. time and date you want to travel to and it takes you there. And he explains at one point that time travel was invented in 1985 and you can travel... 81. 81, is it? Oh, okay, 1981. Yeah. And you can travel. I remember 50... that because I was born in 1981. You see, oh, it? well, you don't. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and you can travel. Is it 53 years in either direction without it going, without it fucking up? Yeah. Basically, that's um, right. But there's a there's a little bit as well, which is obviously I've I've had the benefit of watching it again, and the bit where he, he does sort of look in the mirror and his face is different. He actually says to himself in yeah. the mirror that um, my own mother wouldn't recognise yeah. us and he kind of laughs at himself. And that's yeah. like a foreshadowing of, of what's going to yeah. happen later um, on. I film. didn't notice that. And to be honest, that was something that kind of led us to semi-work out what was going on after not very long of the yeah. film. So we should probably say at this uh-huh. point that we're just, this is going to be 100% spoilers for this film from now because <laughs> we can't talk yeah. about it without going into uh-huh. like what it's about and what the ending is. So, no. um, yeah, presumably people will have seen it or stop listening. Well, if they haven't, they need to. Yeah, they need to watch it, don't they? <laughs> um, because, I mean, it's impossible to talk about this film, like you've just said, without explaining what happened. He's solved loads of cases over the years, but one thing he hasn't done is been able to stop this mm-hmm. bomber. And... Presumably, that was the bomber he was trying to stop when he got burned and has led him to this point. So now yeah. he's got one last chance to go and mm-hmm. solve it, he says. Uh-huh. So he ends up going back to the 70s and he's working in a bar, and um, a guy walks in and starts talking to him at the bar. And, um, well, I mean, to me, I thought, why is this woman dressed up as Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, she does. <laughs> Just look like Leonardo DiCaprio. It must be on was, purpose, surely. Must be. Yeah. Um. Well, it, it, I was just watching an interview with the two directors, and what they thought about doing was was um, having a man 
sort of in this particular part and then okay. for the other part. That but, would uh, make sense. They went, they went with Sarah Snook. I, yeah, I think she does a good job. I mean, she's amazing. Uh, yeah, she's amazing. I mean, but it's, it's, a, it's, cl- it's clearly a woman like yeah. Playing it's difficult to do, isn't it? Um, and but mm. yeah, and she looked exactly like Leonardo DiCaprio. So I, that was all I could think of. Yeah. yeah. What What happens is the, I love the this sort bit. of they, they get chatting at the bar, don't they? And uh, the the man um, says that he's the unmarried <laughs> mother, which is a a pen name for a a, a writer who writes these confession stories. Mm-hmm. Who and Ethan Hawke knows what you know. He reads them or what have you. Um, and the the better bottle of whiskey that this man's got the best story that you've ever heard. Basically, yeah. he says, "Well, I'm not hearing your story yet." And he starts off the story by by saying, "Well, when I was a little girl," and he goes, yeah. "Whoa, what? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean." Uh, uh-huh. So you get this this flashback, and you see uh, a baby being dropped off at a hospital um, or an orphanage or something. It's unclear, but um, baby getting dropped off. Gets, grows up to a little girl, it's a baby they call Jane. She grows up, uh, she's an unpopular kid, but very uh, highly capable and, and intelligent. Um, yeah. But always a bit unusual. Um, although it's, it's not really clear why she's unusual, because she's there's nothing wrong with her. You know what I mean? It's just because yeah. she glasses and she's... She's a, bit of a, <laughs> she's a bit of a tomboy, isn't she? I guess she keeps fighting with people. I think that seems to be she about keeps, it. Yeah, she keeps scrapping. And, and what she does say is that she always knew that she was different to everybody else. So, mm-hmm. But she didn't they, know why. She didn't know why, yeah. And I think that the, the kids in the orphanage where she is, they kind of pick up on that and pick on as kids do, don't they? So this guy called Mr. Robinson sort of turns up and tries to recruit her for, is it Space Corp? I think that's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, Space Corp, um, but it's really a front for this other yeah. thing, isn't it? All she really wants to do is is, is go to space. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's what that's what she does. I mean, which is a strange thing, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> sex worker for the astronauts. And the, uh, she's in the interview room sitting there with them as the three astronauts sort of eyeing her up and that. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? But she but, doesn't last uh, very long in that. No, she doesn't last very long in that. And she gets into another fight um, with another girl who's in this uh, sort of agency. But mm-hmm. uh, what what happens is they do a sort of thorough medical exam and they find out something on the exam which you don't know yet and it's not actually explained to her yet. Yeah. So she doesn't know what it is yet. Um, yeah. So as an audience, we don't know and she doesn't know either. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh- so, and she ends up what, working as like a maid for a house. Felt like I, I, blinked, right. I blinked and missed how that happened. Yeah, she was like dismissed from the agency. Um, and, and, and obviously, like I've just mentioned, she thinks that the reason for that is because of this fight with this other girl. But the real reason is something it's else. It's an unexplained medical she, issue. She's doing some night classes and stuff to try and get back into something that she really wants to do. And then after... Um, after a class one night, she bumps into a stranger. Uh, uh-huh. Again, you don't see the stranger's face. They have a very brief relationship, but a relationship that gets her pregnant, um, uh-huh. which she only realizes after this stranger arranges to meet her one night. Um, uh-huh. And then when he gets there, makes these excuses and disappears, never comes back. Yeah. She realizes uh-huh. she's pregnant. From there, her life totally changes because she ends up having the baby. 
And in the process of having the baby, she finds out that, that uh -huh. this difference in her is that she actually uh -huh. had male and female genitalia. And during the yeah, course yeah. of the birth, while she mm -hmm. was out uh, unconscious, they've decided yeah. to remove all the female parts of her and left her as a man. So she wakes up uh, with, like she's basically had a sex change without her knowing, trying to look, dress and act more like a man from that moment. Um, and yeah. all of the time, she now like basically blames this mystery man on ruining our life. Somebody snatches the baby, a mystery person um, snatches the baby. So, at this point when you're watching it, or you're not thinking, well, all of these mystery men that keep popping up, they're all wearing the same outfit. So what's going on uh -huh. here? Because I was already thinking, all right, I can see where this is going. I didn't understand, I didn't get all of it. Okay, so, so basically Ethan Hawke takes uh, the unmarried mother back in time where yeah. she intends to stop uh, or she wants to kill the guy who cheated on her or left her, yeah. sorry, when left she was her. Yeah. Uh, after getting her pregnant. Um, yeah. And Ethan Hawke says, I'll leave you there, you know what you need to do, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Then what happens next? The unmarried mother waits um, for this guy to turn up um, and Jane bumps into the unmarried mother and sort of carries on the conversation as he remembers it. So then he realises that it's actually him. Yeah. He is the person that has um, left Jane in the lurch and stuff like that, but he can't stop himself. Because... But at, this, at this point, he hasn't had sex uh -huh. with her, right? But he decides no. to go along with it. <laughs> yeah, because every everything is predetermined anyway. Do you know what I mean? So there's there's nothing that he could actually do to, to stop these events from happening. That they're predestined to happen, and that's why it all plays out the way that it should. So why are they sending people back in time to try and stop things from happening if they're always going to happen? It's it's only with this because as the as the story goes on. Um, we'll find out why that, that's actually the case. The unmarried mother and Jane are free of time. They, they, they don't sort of live by the, the same sort of time rules as everybody else. In, in essence, they've been sort of created by the invention of, of time travel. That's why they exist. They, they, they can't go back and change their timelines because if they did, then they wouldn't exist at all. So if the I unmarried mother... Yeah. I get that, but is that, the, is that the case for everyone? No. That would just be the case for, for this particular person because th this particular person has been almost born through time travel. Without the invention of time travel existing, they wouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. So... But it's got to be a starting point. But that, that's, that's the thing with the film. I, I, I guess it, it sort of tells you not to really worry about the starting point, <laughs> does it? I know, because there's a, there's a point where he says... It, it's, it's how to get there. The snake that eats, it, that eats itself. That, um, that's right, yeah. And all of that. So, I, I mean, I get that. But yeah. there must be a starting point. <laughs> well, they also talk about that as well, don't they? There's, there's loads of different bits where, if I mean, like I say, I've watched the film a couple of times and you, you pick up on different things that the characters are saying. So they'll, they'll talk about things like the chicken and the egg 
yeah. and stuff like that. What comes first? And and they say the rooster comes first. Yeah. First. And part of the way through the film, Ethan Hawke says, well, I'm the rooster. Um, there's another bit where he, uh, the unmarried mother calls Ethan Hawke's character a son of a bitch and he, he kind of laughs and he says, oh, that's funny. Do you know what I mean? He I says, takes one to no one, doesn't he? Yeah, and he just—I think he said something like it's that—that's—that's that's a funny joke or something like that. He says, but yeah, it's a paradox, isn't it? That the whole thing is—is is a paradox. Ethan Hawke's hell bent on solving this bomber, mm-hmm. and he's been told by Mister Robertson that um, the way to do that is by getting this unmarried mother, um, yeah, and solving that. But obviously, at some but, point. He but, knows what the real story is. Yeah, well, he does because he he's already done this, hasn't he? Ethan yeah. Hawke's character. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is there must have been the first time things. he did it. <laughs> <laughs> but this might be the first time that he did it. He he's he's he. What I'm saying is he's obviously he. There's different timelines and stuff like that going on. So mm-hmm. as as Jane sort of is there and she bumps in to. The unmarried mother. That's the sort of the realization that he's the person. Yeah. Right. That mm-hmm. impregnates Jane. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's he's created himself basically, as yeah. we find out later on the film, because uh, what does sort of eventually happen is we'll find out that Ethan Ethan Hawke's character is also these two people as well. Yeah, I, I thought that mm-hmm. was fairly obvious after a while. Um, uh-huh. Like. I don't know. I mean, we obviously watch a lot of films and stuff like that. Maybe it's not <laughs> going to be obvious to everyone the first time, but as soon as he started mm-hmm. talking to her and he'd already made that quip about me, your mother wouldn't recognise us. I thought, oh, okay, so he's the son. He's the baby of this person that got snatched. I think what I didn't realise is that he's also the person that snatches the baby. So he snatches himself, yeah. drops him off, uh-huh. drops the little girl off at the home, grows up uh-huh. to be Jane. Yeah. Then he also takes the unmarried mother back to bump into Jane. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they end up having that baby. Mm-hmm. So you've got like two or three timelines going on at the same time there. Um, mm-hmm. And then once he's set that wheel in motion, he jogs off on another job to try and uh, solve this bomb blast, which is what we see at the beginning. Um, and what you realise mm-hmm. at that point is it's the unmarried mother who's trying to defuse that bomb. And when yeah. she gets burned and to reconstruct mm-hmm. her face and yeah. it's now Ethan Hawke. So that's why, yeah. so that's why you can't, they don't recognize each other at that mm-hmm. point, even though at some stage, both of them have gone through this and are back to mm-hmm. that point. Um, yeah. I mean, so, it's incredibly complex, isn't it? I mean, that's why it's a paradox, isn't it? Um, and, and, and like I say, I think it's it's this situation has only come about by obviously a thing that's difficult to, to comprehend, which is time travel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's 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 basically how he was born through the invention of time travel. That's yes. I think that's the starting point that you were trying. So sort of, there must have been a starting point. Well, the starting point was the invention of time travel, I guess, which then. Yeah, because they mention it. They mention it specifically, don't they? He goes, he goes to nineteen eighty-five, doesn't he? That's the point where he, um, where he gets decommissioned in nineteen eighty-five. 
and they uh-huh. say, when do you want to go back? And he says, uh, he goes back to 1975. And, uh-huh. and it's the, Mr. Robertson says, are you sure you want to go back, like just before that big blast, which is the mm-hmm. one that he failed to stop however many hundreds, thousands, yeah. infinite amount of times. Um, uh-huh. And he says, yeah. But then uh-huh. he's a time machine, he's meant to press a button on a time machine and I guess it implodes or something like that. And Yeah, decommissions, doesn't it? It, it stops work. Basically. Yeah, but also they say that once you can't get out of that game, once you want out, basically you get you get killed. So that's what they say at the beginning. Like there's only one way well, out. If he, if, if he breaks the rules, so there's only a certain amount of times that he's actually able to jump through time. There's a limit as to how many times he can, he can jump through time. And if he breaks those rules, that's when he's subject to sort of being killed for, for doing that. And the yeah, reason you, for that is it, it causes psychosis and and stuff like that what happens is he goes because he, he's, he's been given a couple of leads he's got the the sort of fuse of the bomb or what have you and he, he sort of tracks the fizzle bomber down to a laundrette and he's sitting in a laundrette mm-hmm. and he kind of bursts in and he realizes that the fizzle bomber is actually him as well mm-hmm. but it's him from a, a future timeline where he's, he's constantly used this time machine, which should have decommissioned and should have stopped working. He's constantly used it to set bombs. And the reason that he's setting bombs is to stop future deaths from happening. So yeah, the excuse that he gave us, yeah, he's convinced himself that he's, he's saving more lives by taking lives. They do, explain, they, they do explain how it first starts. They do, I've just remembered. Because when Ethan Hawke, um, he, he makes a recording for the unmarried mother for when she wakes uh-huh. up from when she first gets the job as the temporal agent. He leaves uh, a tape recording of him giving her instructions. Mm-hmm. That's the first time it must happen. Um, and obviously that keeps happening, like infinitely. Uh-huh. But that must be how it started the first time because he must have been through it once and not done that. And something else must have happened. So now, he's, yeah. why would you keep recording it? Yeah, yeah, it, it's that's possible. I mean, the, the, right, that's obviously, idea this, anyway. <laughs> well, there's no wrong with that. I mean, there's there's different. Obviously, there's different timelines and stuff like that that we're dealing with as well. It sounds really complicated, but doesn't feel really complicated when you're watching it. I think trying to explain mm-hmm. it. Is was just a terrible thing to try and talk about. And <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it is. I mean, it, that, it's not to be uh, sniffed at, is it? I mean, I, I, I've read reviews and and people sort of you know watching the film and it is a mind bending film and it does make you go away and sort of think about it a little bit more and, and things like that. It, it is. It's dealing with complex situations, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I thought thought it was good. It was a great, like, weekend night film. Um, Mm -hmm. Jane came in with about 10 minutes left, and she was like, oh, it's this. And I Uh explained it to her. And she said, why are you watching a film that makes Uh your life more complicated? (laughs) (laughs) It is. So, I mean, what what does happen is when Ethan Hawke realises his future self is the, the fizzle bomber, he shoots... Mm-hmm. the fizzle bomber so he shoots himself mm-hmm. so he's responsible for not only his own birth but his own death mm-hmm. as well yeah so, and, he, and the bomber says if you don't shoot us if you shoot us basically yeah. you're, you're going to become me you're, you're fulfilling the circle 
Um, yeah. But obviously he knows that he is going to shoot because he's obviously been through it before. Because he keeps well, saying, because oh, it's, it's, it's predetermined that he will. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's predetermined. So he, he, he's not being able to break the cycle of this, of what's happened throughout the film. He's not going to be, be able to break that particular cycle either, is he? Yeah, so I think um, Ethan Hawke's really good in this. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Sarah Snook's better. I think she's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is good. I mean, she's brilliant. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did too. I, I'll be. I'll watch it again because I'm sure there'll, there'll be bits that I've missed and stuff well, like that. What I was going to say. So I watched it for the first time and kind of like picked up on bits that I thought, oh, I think this is what where this is going. Some of it mm-hmm. was right. Some of it I didn't. I didn't see. And I'm not one for sitting down and trying to work out like what's happening in films because I try and just enjoy them at face value if I can. Uh-huh. But um, having watched it a couple of times, like what were the bits that you saw or noticed that? that you might not have or that I might not have that first time I mean a lot of it is is the things that the characters are saying okay Um, like I've talked about before the chicken and the egg a lot of sort of you know forewarning of what's going to happen there's also other bits other shots and stuff like that in the bar where at certain times um, he's he's next to the toilets Ethan Hawke's character and sometimes he's under the, the word gents and sometimes he's under the word female okay. for the toilets and okay. stuff like that. So there's just different bits like that that sort of pop out at you and, and things when you watch it again. So it's a really good one to watch again. Um, but it's mainly what the characters are talking about, um, especially Ethan Hawke's character, because he is he knows who he's talking to was himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows the story, really, doesn't he? He knows that he's, he's, he's his own mother, he's his own father. Um, and things like that. So, but it, it is really good to go back and, and look. And I'm sure the stuff that I've missed, um, because I think the two filmmakers that made it did a really good job of a, a complex yeah. story. Um, they've done a good job putting it together and stuff like that. You know, um, I think, it, like I say, it's hard. It, it, it even it, it's very difficult talking about it sort of afterwards it, it, yeah. because it is so complex. <laughs> Anyway, I've got a quiz based on time travel films for you. And it, and Ooh, it's lovely. An e- it's an easier one than normal as well. So I'll get <laughs> out my uh, little book of Mao. And um, yeah. so I think you might be able to get some of these. So it is um, what time travel film are these people talking about quiz? Right. Okay. Um, that sounds good. So I'm back to YouTube. I've watched um, <laughs> famous clips from five time travel films and uh-huh. I've merged this with your hatred of um, boring life updates uh, on social <laughs> media. So, oh, fantastic. So I try to pick life update comments on uh-huh. uh, time travel films, but I think at least three of them you'll be able to know right, what they okay, are. Okay, they're not. Um, I'll give them a shot. Okay, so number one. Mm-hmm. This is by Shoha Hu. Ooh. Shoha Yeah, I think that's how it would be pronounced. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> he says, um, I won't do the accent for uh, the quote, but all the things I would do to be able to talk to my mom again. Sad one, isn't it? 
<laughs> it's a pretty sad one, isn't it? So someone's going back in time to talk to their mum again. So that's obviously the mum has perished then. Well, I think Shuhahu's mum has perished. Um, <laughs> maybe, in the, maybe in this film they go back and do that as well. Well, um, I will go back to the future. Well, that makes it think that makes it sound like Shuha who wants to shag his mum, not to see her again. <laughs> <laughs> if if anything, Marty McFly is trying not to shag his mum. It's his mum oh, that's trying to shag in him. In fact, I almost read this out. Oh, the things I would do to my mum. <laughs> right, it's not that. It's one you've talked about before. It's frequency. Yeah, Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel, I think. Yeah, I think um, I've only I've only seen that one. So I, I, I might have only seen half of it actually. I don't okay. think I've seen. Ah, ah I thought you liked it. Anyway, here's another one. I haven't seen this one. I haven't seen Frequency to be honest. I haven't seen this one either. Um, this comment is from Shigan Leo, and Shigan says, "I cried very much when I saw his corpse." <laughs> I thought you said this was easy. I cried very much when I saw his corpse. Mm-hmm. I think it's the end scene in this film. One with a corpse. I, I can't get that. <laughs> so out. I presume at the end it was turned out oh, that I'm he's sorry. actually dead. That one's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes back in time to find out that he's dead. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's a paradox. I just keep saying it's a paradox. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is from a comment on source code. Have you seen that? I have seen that actually, yes. Yeah, it's killing good uh-huh. I haven't seen that one, but there's lots of positive comments on it. Um, uh-huh. That's by uh, David Bowie's son as well, isn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, I, I, I didn't know so, that. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about bombs on public transport, um, that might give you a clue for the next one. So, Halloween Vids has got this to say. No one cares that you came here after watching the new trailer. <laughs> Which all of all of the other ones were. <laughs> Did anybody else come here after watching the latest trailer? <laughs> you could you could be uh, a little bit more forthcoming in your clues, couldn't you, Cliff? Because uh, <laughs> you you started off this uh, this quiz by saying that I think you'll get a few of these. These are quite easy, which makes me sound stupid when you're reading out those cryptic well, messages <laughs> about somebody, right? Watching a remake or something like that. What the fuck? <laughs> now I'm reading them out loud. Um, I can see your point. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was a lot easier to you because you were looking at the name of the film on the clip. Yeah, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to have a so, it, it's a, so it's a remake, is it? A remake of an uh, an older science fiction film? Or oh, this is, is that... the maybe this is the first in a series of films. A series is it a Star Trek? Um, I oh. don't know the undiscovered country or whatever that one was called <laughs> no. with, the, with the dolphin. No, it was a, it was a whale, wasn't it? The whale, they had to yeah. get whales or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's is not it that? that. It's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So now another one, which is this is not my favorite on the list because my favorite ever film is the last one. Um, so Andy, right? Well, I know what that one is then. Andy Aziel says, 
I think I can safely say that this is one of, if not the, number one film of 2012. Well, that's a clue for you. The year's a clue, was it? Well, the yeah, travel... a film that came out in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, it's a good clue. Thank you very much for that. I think Source Code came out in 2012 as well. So I think it did, but not that one again. <laughs> no, so you're not, you're not they're giving us the same one. Fuck, no. Nah. I've got no fucking idea. Okay, it's Looper. Oh yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I like it. Like it. It's good, isn't it? No, no, I do. I do. I, I like it. It's, it is good. I, I like the prosthetic noses. Go on. Is this okay. the last one? Is this yeah. the last one? It right, it's about the future. <laughs> the question is. Um, no, it's about the future. Okay, so toast roast says the first time I heard of it. I wasn't attracted to the movie. I was scrolling through channels and saw it was on and I decided to watch it. It was worth my time. <laughs> Is it Back to the Future? Is it Back to the Future? How did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's been a complex one. I might uh, edit it in a different, in, put it in different sections <laughs> in the wrong order. Yeah, so that like, <laughs> makes, makes some kind of sense. Mm-hmm. We're going to put another song on. Because um, that went down well. <laughs> Did it? Uh, yeah. uh, well, I don't. I don't hear the feed. But what? What were people saying about what stupid song? Um, I just got a few messages saying, "Ha ha, that's hilarious." Um, but I don't think <laughs> it was meant to be funny. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's meant to be funny? Of course, it was. I thought, it was, serious, I thought it was just serious attempted. Uh, <laughs> what? Like. I don't know, like I'm Tracy Evan or something like that, and just mm-hmm. shitting in my bed and being yeah. serious about it. Recording it and then slowing it down. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not meant to be serious. It's supposed to be funny. Well, I'm going to play one now at the end of this. So um, thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks, Brett, for that. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Follow us at Pod on Twitter and give us your feedback and any suggestions and join in with the chat there and on Facebook where you can find us just under the name of the podcast Um, and until next time goodbye and enjoy this lovely serious electro track goodbye everyone (laughs) bye (laughs) Jeff Aldred here Um, for about three weeks you've been itching to tell a story about your Elvis rubber doll not Elvis (laughs) Elvis You are right, because I do buy crazy things, but, uh, so anyway, I'll, I'll, and you can, you can sing along with the microphone, that's basically And he sings in Elvis' voice. He called me his head, right, in the Elvis. <laughs> so, next week, I'm hands, right? So people were thinking this, this Elvis robot was, was uh, basically Elvis, uh, not Elvis, Scissorhands. Yes, all good here, um, from not Elvis, Scissorhands. Scissor <laughs> hands, right? So people were thinking this this Elvis robot was was uh, basically Elvis saying, "Not Elvis, scissor hands." <laughs> Not Elvis, scissor hands. Scissor <laughs> hands, right? So people were thinking this this Elvis robot was was uh, basically Elvis saying, "Not Elvis, scissor hands." <laughs> Good film. Good film, that. <laughs> the messages are getting, you know, progressively worse.
and calling me sick. The elder He's got real hair. He's got real hair. He's a proper robot, you know. I mean, it's, you know, not, not, not from Skynet or anything. You are right, because I'm doing my crazy things. But, uh, so anyway, I, I found out that this thing's worth quite a bit of money. Um, so what I thought was, I put ten minutes to go something on Facebook called the Marketplace. Not else. But it could go down. <laughs> and you can you can sing along with the microphone. That's basically. And he sings it in an Elvis voice. Huh? He sings it in an Elvis voice. Who's it? Yeah, the Elvis robot in a kid. He's not gonna sell it. He's not even gonna rich. He's a survivor. Why would it? Of course, he sings it in Elvis voice. <laughs> what a question. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 